and I welcome you to another broadcast of What's New. We move on today in Romans chapter 2 to verses 12 through 16. These verses will conclude this section where Paul sets forth the principle that govern God's judgment. We have looked at the first two principles that he puts forth, God judges according to truth and that God judges according to deeds. Now, here in these verses, Paul puts down a third principle, God judges according to the light a person has. Now we come to verses 12 through 16, and Paul writes as follows. God will punish sin wherever it is found. He will punish the heathen when they sin, even though they never had God's written laws. For down in their hearts, they know right from wrong. God's laws are written within them their own conscience accuses them or sometimes excuses them. And God will punish the Jews for sinning because they have his written laws but don't do them. They know what is right but don't do it. After all, salvation is not given to those who know what to do unless they do it. The day will surely come when at God's command, Jesus Christ will judge the secret lives of everyone their inmost thoughts and motives. This is all part of God's great plan, which I proclaim. All may change, but Jesus never glory to his name. Oh, how sweet the glorious message simple faith may claim. Yesterday, today, forever, Jesus is the same. God judges according to the light available to people. Gentiles will not be condemned for not obeying a law that they did not possess. Their judgment will be based on other grounds. This is put down by the prophet Amos in chapter 1 verse 3 through chapter 2 verse 3 of his book where he writes about God's judgment on Israel's neighbors. Now here to bring us our study is Pastor Henry Harder. Man has no excuse. That's what Paul wrote to the Romans. The Jews, of course, had no excuse. They had been given the law of Moses by God. God had revealed his will to them. They certainly were without excuse. But possession of the law didn't suffice. The problem with them was that they felt that since they had been given the law of God, that God wouldn't judge them. They had heard the law of God, which spelled out his will. Paul reminds them in these verses that while for the Jews the law will be used as a norm or standard, hearing it alone isn't sufficient. They could hear it read Sabbath after Sabbath and on all the holy days. James wrote to the Jews these words, Do not merely listen to the word, 
and so deceive yourselves, do what it says. Listening to it would not bring righteousness. Just hearing it would not avert judgment. Possession of the law must be accompanied by performance. Possessing knowledge of God will not protect a person or a nation from judgment. Knowledge just increases responsibility. The law must be fully obeyed if righteousness could come that way. Of course, no one could keep 100% of the law. So, no Jew could gain righteousness before God through the law of Moses. Evidently, the Jews whom Paul has in mind felt that partial compliance with the law was sufficient for God's wrath to be averted. Not so, said Paul. If righteousness could come by the law, it would mean total obedience to it, and that no human is able to do. That was Paul's word here for the Jews. Now, what about the Gentiles? They did not have the law of Moses. By what standard would God judge? What will be the norms God will use with them? Paul answers this in chapter 2, verses 14 and 15. The Gentiles are not without a law. In fact, there are at least two elements listed here by Paul which the Gentiles possess, which leaves them too without excuse. The first is the fact that the Gentiles have an instinctive, natural knowledge of what's right and wrong. There are moral and ethical points in the law of Moses that are honored by even Gentiles who've never heard of the law. How so? We say that knowledge is instinctive. Most cultures feel that murder is wrong, that stealing is wrong. Most cultures honor family relationships. Most cultures feel that it's right to take care of their sick and their poor. There are moral and ethical and social practices among the Gentiles that are very similar to those given in the Law of Moses. Where did they get these moral and ethical ideas? The answer is that all humans are created in the image of God. There is an innate knowledge of right and wrong within everyone. God's laws and God's creation are linked. After all, Moses began with creation when he gave the law. So all men, including Gentiles, have a certain amount of knowledge of what's right and wrong naturally or instinctively by the law written in their hearts, as Paul puts it here. Gentiles will be held responsible for that knowledge. They will be judged on the basis of what they could know intuitively. But that isn't all. There is a second source of knowledge of right and wrong, and that is man's conscience. Paul writes, their conscience also bears witness. All persons have a conscience, an inner voice, that builds on what it is fed. Conscience, properly instructed, is an aid in determining what is right and wrong. It is an evaluator. It's like a gyroscope or a stabilizer. Conscience is our inward sense of balance. Even when we close our eyes, we know when we are leaning. Conscience must, however, be properly instructed. It is like an umpire in a ball game. The umpire doesn't make the rules. He just decides on the basis of rules. To a certain point, every person's conscience is programmed and prepared by God. 
But the fact that conscience can be reprogrammed makes it at best a questionable guide or authority in matters of right and wrong. In our present world, there seems to be a concentrated attempt to do away with any acceptable norms or standards of right and wrong. Everything is relative. There are almost no absolutes. With such an emphasis, the voice of conscience loses its effectiveness and it deteriorates. It is imperative that we program our conscience according to the Word of God. We need to keep our conscience tender and sensitive to the norms and rules God has enunciated in His book. Conscience can be improved. We can become more sensitive to right and wrong. Properly instructed, conscience is like the posts along a mountain road that tell us when we're on the road. Ignore them and we leave the road. A properly trained conscience tells us when we get to the edge of the road. The Bible talks about a calloused conscience. Even when properly trained, a conscience becomes calloused when its correcting voice is repeatedly ignored and rejected by the person. So the Gentile isn't totally without law. He has that innate natural knowledge from creation, and he has a conscience. God's judgment upon the Gentiles will be based on that light. Now to summarize, man has different sources of knowledge. There is nature itself. There is the law of God given through Moses to the Jews. There is that intuitive knowledge. And there is conscience. For those who reject and fail to listen and obey these voices from God, there remains only a day of judgment. That's how Paul puts it in verse 16. One day God will judge men's secrets. Every sinner who does not have the righteousness of Christ will stand guilty before God. On the other hand, Everyone who has received the life of Christ, for him there is therefore now no condemnation. He will stand before God, as perfect as Christ is, because he has his life and his righteousness.
Even in the bad times, everything going wrong. Even on that mountain, his loving presence makes me strong. Each and every moment of each and every day, I'm gonna sing and shout. Don't let the rocks cry out. I give you all the praise. We're singing thanks. News a radio production of Creative Encounters. Our mailing address is Post Office Box 848, Shafter, California, 93263, USA.